Welcome to the Sports Bros Podcast, featuring the almighty B-Live, the money man, Scotty D, and your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. The Sports Bros Podcast, by the fan, for the fan, talking sports just the way you like it. And without any further ado, let's give it up for the Sports Bros. Uh, it's that time again for your favorite sports podcast, none other than the Sports Bros Podcast. We're back with another episode. It's action-packed. There's a whole lot going on. I'm trying to talk today without stuttering and mixing up my words. I go by the name of Eddie Cool, a.k.a. the HOC here at this thing called Sports Bros Podcast. But I don't do this by myself. I do it with two of the best co-hosts in the world. Introducing first, the all. Almighty be live. What's happening? What's going on in the world today? This was a jam-packed weekend, so much that even your boy couldn't get couldn't fit it all in. That's what that's what is the beauty that is called the Sports Bros Podcast. I got some things that I watch. Scotty D got some things that he watched. Eddie Koo got some things that he watched when he's not working all the time. But you know what? That's what we're about to talk about. We're going to actually allow, I'm going to try this this week. I'm going to try to not pick on Scotty D and see if we can have a seamless, peaceful, no, it ain't going to happen. Just go ahead and introduce the other guy. I'm pretty sure it's going to be jokes and jokes and jokes and spaghetti. But yeah, go ahead and introduce the other guy. <laughs> let, let, let him sing a song for us. You know what we're going to sing. You know he's going to do it. Uh-oh. Here he is. And and speaking of the other guy, he is the pride of Washington, Pennsylvania, the assistant athletic director at the Trinity High School. He is the one, the only, the money man, Scotty D. Doing the butt. Hi, sexy, sexy. (laughs) Ain't nothing wrong if you want to do the butt all night long in the end zone. Yeah, baby. We got a, <laughs> we went from butt fumble to the butt punt. How about ya? Big weekend in the NFL. Hey, sexy, sexy. Yeah, man. Interesting, interesting times in the NFL when you're blocking punts with your derriere. You always be like about Scotty D, and I did not see that coming up. All this ah, man, look. <laughs> I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready at all for real. Oh, I'm crying. Oh, you stupid. Oh, God. <laughs> the song oh. of the day. Yep, yep. You, yes. Yep. Mark Sanchez. Move over. Move over, Mark Sanchez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And what was the, the guy's name that uh, that that got hit? Oh, I forget his name already. Uh, he he said he's got a W tattooed on his cheeks after this weekend. So he was deflecting the fact that he got a, a butt in the butt, a, a punt, a punt <laughs> oh, in the butt, a punt, a, a butt punt, and they won the game. Sure, got uh, a big old butt. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. got a big old butt. <laughs> oh yeah, that gal got a big old butt. <laughs> Is it bad that like I? Oh my goodness, 
punters are they, they got strong legs. That yeah. when that that had to hurt a little bit. Absolutely, yeah. it had to. Ooh, boy, but that uh, was a hi- that was one of the highlights of what was probably the game of the weekend, guys. And there were oh. many games to talk about, Eddie Cool. So yeah. let's start you and let's dive into some NFL talk here. All right. With that being said, let's go ahead and hop, not kick into the top of the order. All right. Let's get this thing started. Here it is. The top of the order. Well, we had a meltdown, a butt fumble, somebody tiptoeing back in the end zone and causing a safety. Oh, and a lot of lopsidedness going on this weekend, too. How about the Jaguars, that being said? Question for you, fellas. All right, here we go. For better or for worse, what team's record is the most surprising right now? Scotty D, what say you? You know, we're down to, well, we're recording before Monday Night Football where the Giants are 2-0 and as we are talking, but we're down to just uh, three teams, or other than them, two other teams, right? Three teams that are undefeated. Uh, the Eagles, um, the the Dolphins. That's it. I, I, that's it. I gotta I gotta say I, I'm a little bit surprised that the three and O isn't the Bills. I because the way they came out of the gate, I, I I was not expecting I was expecting Miami to improve this year, but not to be three and out of the gate. I thought uh, that this game, um, I guess this kind this game kind of answered the question for me because I was not expecting the the Bills to be. Uh, to to lose to to lose this game because I thought they had all they were firing on all cylinders early in the season healthy looked unbeatable in the first couple of weeks and their offense kind of got slowed down they had they made some mistakes in this game they had an opportunity even late in the game to come back and 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 win the game or at least tie the game ran out of time um, and that hurts as a Cowboy fan that's how my season ended last year watching guys at the line of scrimmage without getting a snap off and that's how Buffalo ha- had their game conclude. On Sunday, I was a little bit surprised um, that they didn't have a better showing. What what they scored? Uh, well, not counting the gift safety, was it? They scored seventeen points, nineteen points, whatever it was. Nineteen. Um, nineteen. Yep. Nineteen. 19. Right. So the, yeah. So that that one that one was a, that one was that game was a little surprising to me and lead me to the surprise. I I, I was not expecting Miami to be three zero. I thought they were gonna, you, you know, they have a new head coach. I wasn't completely sold on Tua. He's having to mesh with new wide receivers and and they look pretty good. I mean, Miami, I guess that's that's probably my surprise that they're 3 and 0 at this point. I mean, it's early. It's a it's a small sample size, but if we're talking about was I expecting that team? I was more expecting the Chiefs to be 3 and 0, especially because the Colts I was expecting to be better and look so bad in the first two weeks and then they go and get a win against Kansas City. Kansas City uh, just seemingly off all day on Sunday. Yeah, Kelsey dropping a, a, a an important touchdown late. Field goal kicker hurt. Backup kicker missing kicks on like a uh, a perfect surface. You know, you were in Indianapolis. That's you know, you're not dealing with the elements there. So I think I'm a little bit surprised that Kansas City's two and one, and I'm surprised because they, they looked very good to me early too. But the Dolphins being three zero, that's probably my answer. How how about you, B Lev? Ah. I'm going to go a different direction with this. But, yes, I am equally as surprised that the Dolphins are 3-0. They beat the Bills and the Ravens to get to 3-0. I mean, not only have they, are they yeah. one of the last defeated teams, 
they've also beat very good good teams. Yeah. And, yeah, and the Ravens game on the road, correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, but the team that really surprises me is on the other side of the spectrum. Damn, I'm gonna start off. Happens. I'm gonna start off with a dollar figure. Sixty-eight million dollars they spent to um, bulk up that offensive line. Because that was the weakness. And all they've done is give up sack after sack after sack after sack after sack after sack after sack. And they've lost to the likes of (laughs) Mitch Trubisky, Cooper Rush, and they, they got it together against Joe Flacco to be now one and two. But Cincinnati, I mean, this was like you got the talent, but you your offensive line somehow got worse. And it ain't going to get any easier because, as we just mentioned, you get to travel. You get to face the Dolphins next week. And then Ooh. right after that, they get the Baltimore Ravens. It's not getting easier. Mm-hmm. It is not getting any easier whatsoever. I thought Cincinnati would do so. I here's the thing: the Super Bowl hangover is a thing. Ask any Carolina Panther out there. We know about the Super Bowl hangover. We've still not been the same since 2015. It it, it is what it is. But especially the year after, man. I don't know. Like it's it's clearly the offensive line, but it also seems like Joe um Joe Burrow would also know how to compensate for that. And they did, but again, it's the Jets. Can they find that magic against the against the Dolphins? Can they find the magic against the Ravens? Those two teams, not necessarily known for their defensive prowess, but man, we know both of those teams can score the ball. And one thing we haven't seen is the Bengals score the ball with the with easily could be known as the best receiving core in all of the NFL. Just haven't seen it. I know T Higgins has been hurt a little bit, uh, but I yeah. I, have y'all have y'all heard a single thing from Jamar Chase? He caught one heard, yesterday. He caught a touchdown yesterday. He caught a touchdown. That was, yeah. I, I haven't heard his name all season. No. Well, he, so, and in, in the in the game against Pittsburgh, he should have had a touchdown that they didn't call, and if they had they challenged, he would have had yeah, another he, one in that that situation. Right. So, I think so, he had a decent he had a decent game against the Steelers opening day, but against the Cowboys, he was pretty silent. But you're right. Uh, I'm trying to find out. Do we know did was Flacco or uh, was uh, Joe Burrow sacked again in this game? Uh, did, did he get roughed up against the the Jets? I'm trying to look right now to see because you, you make a good point about that. That be we we thought that that would be the utmost important for that team coming into the into the season. Yeah, um, he had a clean game, 20, 23 or thirty six. Um, he got sacked twice. twice. Okay, twice. So okay, okay. So a little a little bit better, a little bit better. Okay. But they have to keep it if if they want to reverse the early season trend, they got to protect him. You're <laughs> you're on the money with that one. That that Cincinnati get 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 it together, do better. Eddie, cool. What what's your surprise? What is what has stood out to you, um, after um three weeks? It's two teams in the state of Florida. All right, 
the two teams in the state of Florida, the Jaguars and the Dolphins, because I sat right here on the same podcast last week, and I said, hmm, I think the, I think the Dolphins are going to lose. I think the Dolphins is going to be an end season. Uh, they're going to hit that wall in Buffalo, and then that's going to be it. I was wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. <laughs> I, I was, I was wrong uh, going into the game. Um, Buffalo, you know, well, people know it or not, Buffalo, they're dealing with injuries, especially in the secondary. Uh, they lost all pro Micah Hyde for the season with a neck injury. Um, yeah, they got some more injuries. They got to battle up, um, on, on the back end of the, um, on the secondary, and then defensive linemen, when they played uh, Monday night against the Titans, they had backups in there. So they're, they're still waiting for, you know, to be full strength on defense. And, you know, you're going into Miami this time of the year, it's still hot as hell down there. You know, it's still hot as hell down there. They got to fight cramps. They got to fight travel. They got to just, just fight the elements and everything. And the Dolphins just bought it. If we had any questions about Tua, um, it's time to stop asking them because this is what we have in front of us. Because I, like, I, like I told someone a few weeks ago, I said, you're looking at Miami. You have to pick your poison because you can't double Tyreek. You can't double Jalen. I don't know what's going on with the run game. No one's paying any attention. And then you got, you know, big boy tight end Mike Gusecki, prime red zone target. So you really have to pick your poison when it comes to that. My other surprise team is in the AFC South division, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They went in there and gave the Chargers on the road all they can handle. B-Live statement, statement game right there. Yeah, statement game. Yeah, B-Live picked them to win the AFC South. And B-Live, from the looks of it, man, they, they might just, um they might make you, you know, they might make it look good. They might make it look good. They might make it look right. Um, Disappointment, man, the Colts, man. I thought the Colts would have been, would have been given more in effort this season. Yeah, but then they, 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 they reversed that trend on Sunday. I mean, you they they couldn't beat Houston, but then they beat the they beat the Chiefs, who looked like Super Bowl Chiefs the first yeah. two weeks. I mean, we, this we, is confusing to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I thought at this point in the season, the the Colts would have been at least two and one. Not, yeah, I agree. Not 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 you know not one one and one. Yeah. I, see, I disagree. See, I again, there's a reason why I picked the Jaguars. I wasn't impressed with the Colts last year. The Jaguars took them out of the playoffs last season. And then everybody said, oh, Matt Ryan is going to come in and save it. When has Matt Ryan done anything good outside of the Super Bowl, which he, which was wonderful. He did great until they stopped. They kept throwing the ball. I don't understand. I I don't know what the, the, Matt Ryan has never been. I've never been a believer in Matt Ryan. He, I believe, he had the MVP one year. Mm-hmm. I just didn't. He's like, an, he's on the other side of his career. I just don't. I don't know. I don't I'll give see. you that. I'll give you that. But we're talking about team, the Colts team last year, that was really good with a really bad quarterback. Matt yeah. Ryan you still have to consider being an upgrade over Carson Wentz. I just thought he had to be decent as a plug and play because the Colts defense was pretty good last year. Mm-hmm. The run game is, is obviously there with the Colts and they had a couple of good receivers, you know, a couple of good weapons. So I, I thought that Matt Ryan was not necessarily going to be like an MVP candidate, but a, a stability for that team. He's starting to remind me a little bit of, of the late, late 
Drew Bledsoe late in his career, a guy that had been good with a strong arm early and is kind of coasting out on, on fumes, you know, not very mobile, still throws a nice ball when protected, but um, s- certainly he's been a little bit disappointing early to me. And I, I understand what you're saying, B, that you, your expectations for him were not as high as, as the public's, so to speak. My, but. my expectation for the Colts were the same expectation I had for the Broncos that people were raving about. But there's they are somehow two and one, which still yeah. blows my mind. Because aren't you are you guys would you would you agree with me? I'm a little bit surprised that the Raiders are 0 and three out of all oh, the teams in that division. Oh yeah. I yeah. I would not expect oh. them to be 0 and three. No. I thought they would be at least have a, a win on the board right, Something, right now. Yeah. Something's not meshing. Something I would have thought. I don't know if it's play calling. I, I knew the defense was gonna be on the weaker side. But something with their, I thought their offense would be high power, and I'm yeah. not seeing it at all. Yeah, so, they're they're not clicking yet, and their coach is an offensive guru, so to speak. So yeah, they're something at this point is is not is definitely not meshing, as you would say. I, I would agree Scott with that. D, but Scott, but I was expecting it too. Scotty yeah, D, he was he was a visor indoors, and he walks like an angry twelve year old. <laughs> he does wear a visor inside, doesn't he? Yeah, indoors. Kind of reminds well, me of a guy who used to coach South Carolina a few years back. Remember that guy? Uh, he was outside, was though. Spurrier. He was outside, though. He had a reason to wear his. He, was he didn't outside. wear that on a, a, on a, in any indoor games. He, he he would not wear that in a dome. Uh, I don't know. He may have. When he coached Florida, he may have went, when he went, when he went, won championships with them. He might have did it there. But South okay. Carolina. How, how, many, how many football teams have a dome? In college, uh, what is it? North Dakota State. Where did Carson went? Syrac- uh, they didn't play them. Syracuse <laughs> and LSU, yeah. maybe. No, LSU no, has to LSU's college. outside. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely outside. The, the Georgia, Car- Georgia, the, yeah. The Carrier Dome, and yeah. that's it. All right, you all right, it. cool. Yeah, <laughs> moving, <laughs> moving on from Spurrier and his body. We, we, we have digressed. Yeah, we got to Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are. Yeah. Woo. All yeah. right. Way but off, yeah, yeah. Jo- Josh McDaniels does look a little childish. I'll, I'll give you that. I, he looks a little yeah. funny. But. Yeah, but it's just, a, yeah, I'm like you guys, man. I don't I don't know what the hell is going on in Vegas. I, I, just, I, I, just, I just can't quite put it together, man. I just can't quite put it together. That should be my surprise because I was the one that picked the Raiders to win the division, mm. and it's looking like I am, as you said earlier, Eddie Koo, a wrong we're wrong, 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 and some more wrong. So, uh, well, we, I, I knew there was something we wanted to bring up about um, um, football um, outside of the game a little bit. There, isn't there something going on in uh, Mississippi or something like that? that yeah. That, that, yep. that the Pulse is begging for a, the media outlets to talk about. We're not well, a media outlet, but hey, screw it. Here. Uh, yeah, we got Brett Favre getting involved in a scandal in the state of uh, Mississippi as far as funneling funds from the state welfare to build a volleyball arena at his alma mater, Southern Miss, where his daughter plays at. Um, to our listeners and viewers of Sports World's podcast, you know we try to stray away from politics as much as possible. So when we're talking about this subject, we're going to go off the classic premise of Right is right, and wrong is wrong. So, Scotty D, what are your thoughts on the whole Brett Favre funding money situation? 
It, it doesn't look good. There have been $8 million of misappropriated funds that were intended for welfare recipients. And the state of Mississippi is suing uh, 38 people, organizations, and, and he's part of that. And at first, the first part of the story I was hearing was that uh, he he didn't have really the knowledge of, of what where the money was coming from and what was going on. And now we're starting to see more of the story unfold. It almost looked like he was trying to be a hero and get this volleyball court built. And he kept lobbying for it. And it was at the former Governor Bryant, I believe, was the one that was it, it seemed like he was trying to divert his attention away from it from just I, I just briefly saw some emails uh, or some text messages and he didn't want to get himself in trouble. He didn't want. To, so they knew this was wrong, but far continued to pursue it, it sounds like. Uh, even had a uh, what, what do you want to do a second um, type of sports facility after the volleyball ball deal, but Brett Favre's made so much money in his career, and you know, if it, why not go into your own pockets for this kind of thing? And also, I think Be Live wasn't there a, also an instance where he, he was paid what a million dollars to for to do like a speech, a speaking engagement mm-hmm. that he didn't do, I, I, if if I'm not mistaken, and. Um, I don't know. I, you know, I, I know that I know that it seems like little pieces of the story are starting to come out little at a time. The the story is not completely unfolded yet, but this is a bad look for Brett Favre because if if all this stuff is, is pointing at, at guilty, that's a really guilty thing to be guilty of is trying to put these these sports and status over the poorest state in the country. I mean, these people in Mississippi, these welfare recipients that this money is intended for, it's not life-changing for them. It's not going to make them richer, make them live comfortably, but it's to help them. I mean, these are people that are that are unfortunate and, and, and need some help. And if that's where the money's coming from, then Brett Favre, shame on you, buddy. I mean, th- this this is good. this could lay a lick into his reputation. I don't know he's, if he comes back from Gabby. It'll lay a lick. His reputation is should be donezo. I don't even want to hear his name anymore. I was actually about to buy me some copper fit because I'm old and out of shape. But if they, <laughs> they, they according to them, he's still a, a, a stand-up guy, and they're going to keep ties with um Brett Favre. I'm not. I'm. I just don't understand it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna sit right here, and I'm gonna say it like this: the fact that government officials and stuff like that have the ability to do so that this is i mean this is i guarantee you this is in the first instance i guarantee you that money has been oh let's just slide this over here let's market as this let's turn it into that everything like that but the th- here's the ki- here's the kicker here's the big thing i want to point out i'm i'm gonna get away from the dollar figures because it really doesn't matter the money was spent the wrong way Brett Favre knew, and he tried to say he did. That's all that. That's where I'm at right there. You got caught with your hand in the cookie jar and then lied about it. Mm. I don't care about anything else. You can spit numbers at me. You can tell me where the money was supposed to go to, which is even worse because you knew where the money was coming from, and you put it upon yourself to be like, hey, it's okay. This, this, I mean, I'm Brett Favre. He used his own status. Like, here's another one that throws in $1.1 million that they paid for him to come and promote 
Family's first from Mississippi. So they paid him as opposed to taking that $1.1 million to feed those families that are struggling. For him to come down and show his face so he could take pictures of I don't get it. I don't understand. This is this is just mind blowing to me. And it just what what exactly was he trying to accomplish? Where is the money he made over the course of his career? Why is yeah. he why is he using state funds and why is the state allowing him to do so? Somebody, and even That's at the right. point this it's a it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. I want to say I want to put this out there because it we do have a little bit of a responsibility having a um having a platform that we do to call what's wrong is wrong. And this is absolutely 100 percent wrong. And I hope this exposes even more ridiculousness that goes on when it comes to the budgets of our states, our cities, our counties, where money is supposed to go to to help people. So thank you, Brett Farr, for putting the face on what is a probably a much bigger problem than we ever thought it was. Thank you, Brett Farr, for that. You piece of, all right, Eddie, cool. Hmm. All right, I'm going to get you because I feel the heat all the way up in good old Cleveland. Um, I look at it like this. It's just um, it's just sad. It's just sad that you stoop to this level in order to get, in order to build a freaking volleyball arena. You know, you I'm pretty sure, you know, the state has a budget for stuff like this. If it's a state ran, you know, university. At least you think they would, but in, but you just take your name and your notoriety. Well, you know, oh well, here we go, and oh, what am I going to do? And I'm going to try to go on this old good boy tour. Brett Favre, like Beeline said, like Scotty said, it's just wrong. You got busted with your hand in the cookie jar, and it's sad. Like you made it tell me, like you can't use your notoriety to raise this money. You know what yeah. I mean? Your notor- yeah. Your notoriety to raise this money. Hell, go 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 find you and some other notable, notable Mississippi figures from that area, and y'all get together, use your notoriety, and raise the money. A benefit yeah. dinner, the boosters, this, that, the third, you know, that that kind of stuff. Like, what are having that? Now nah, we're just gonna take some money that's there, is that we're gonna give to the poorest state in the union, Mississippi, and build this nice plush volleyball arena while people in your state are suffering. They don't know when they're going to get their next meal. You got a you got a crisis in Jackson, Mississippi, with the water where it's not all that great. So not only do you have that, you got Brett Favre stealing money from the state, and it's it's, it's just not a good look. And he's worth a hundred million dollars. That's his net worth, a hundred million dollars. So. Oh, so he has the money. Yeah, he has oh. some. I mean, I I don't know how much of that's liquid, but he has some. He's but he's not yeah. poor. He's got yes. money. Yeah, something. They now. say he earns he earns approximately. Seven million dollars uh, a year through endorsements and investments and other types of income. That's that's what I'm seeing reported. So that that you know, what other the other type of not only that, oh. but then he also he took a picture of his junk. Remember, he sent, a picture, the, I, he was, sent a picture of his junk. We are, we are moving on from Brett Favre. I'm <laughs> gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna Amtrak this thing. You stop. But he should he never some, send a picture of his junk to that girl what, in New York. What should, what should also never happen, <laughs> I'm going to say this because I'm a segue, what should also never happen, ESPN, while we're watching college football um, all Saturday, is you should not be cutting off college football, the split screen, Aaron Judge not hitting his 61st home Oh, I disagree. You disagree? Stop it. You and your college football antics are blasphemy. We didn't want to watch that. 
We'll watch the highlights afterwards. Guess what? If we wanted to see the 61st home run, we'd watch the actual game. Yeah, yeah you, uh, you, you're, yeah, share, you're, you're sharing sports history. I mean, that's... that's... No, the, the, here, ESPN took it upon itself. We'd watch the game if we wanted to see that. We, we were watching our football. That's what we wanted to watch. Nothing against Aaron Judge. I want to see it when it happens. I want to see the highlights. You're going to have all kinds of footage on it. I want to be able to celebrate it. I'm going to, we're going to put a graphic together. Congratulations, Aaron Judge. It'll be more meaningful when he gets his 62nd, but he's got to get his 61st first. But that's a whole other story within itself. See, the 61st split, first. Split, <laughs> split, split, split the 60, 62nd one off. No, I actually don't even do that. If I want to see the 61st and the 62nd, I'll watch the game. It's a, Either it's way, a, keep me with my college football. It's a historic moment. It's a historic moment. We'll be live. Um, I was right. Albert Pujols was going to hit a 700. <laughs> Somebody did hit, hit the milestone. I'm right. I am right. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish they would have shown that. I wish I would have seen that live. I wish somebody would have split screened it for me so I could have seen it. Where did he hit it? Did he hit it in LA? It was in LA, wasn't it? it? Yeah. Okay. Because because Dave Roberts, they said, jumped off off, off the bench when he did it because he was happy for him because he had spent a year with the Dodgers organization. Mm. Look, Pujols, I think at the All Star break was bat like one ninety something. Yeah. His was- his bat has pretty much been dead for the last better part of the last couple of years. I mean, he had a steady decline over the years. It wasn't like he completely fell off the map, but this is exciting. He's now hit, I think 21 home runs, 22 home runs this, this season or something. Mm-hmm. And when we brought this up a, a month ago, B-Live brought this up about, uh, I think want to say it was like early August. He's at that point needed, I think like 13, 14, 15, something like that. And I didn't think he was going to do it based on how his bat had been. I mean, yeah, at the All-Star game, he hit a, a bunch of home runs, but that's because they were – it's the home run derby. That's what you, yeah. you're supposed to do, and, you you know, you, you get them served up. But, guys, between these two guys, between Aaron Judge and Pujols, it's kind of giving me a little bit of a feeling that we had back in the late 90s, early 2000s because you had – you went from the home run chase with McGuire and Sosa, which was – so exciting. I know we, we I know about the ramifications that have come down since then, but at the time that season was super exciting. Then you had oh, yeah. not long after that, Barry Bonds and his chase of Maguire's record, and then Barry Bonds and his chase of Hank Aaron. So we had these like historic home run seasons to watch this kind of stuff. A lot of people throw that out, and these are more meaningful. People think this is more meaningful to beat Maris because this is a non-steroid guy, Aaron Judge, and it's an American League record and a Yankee record. So that's that. And we don't even care about record when it comes to Pujols. We just wanted to see somebody else to get to that 700 club. You know, just to be in the same rarefied air with Bonds, Hank Aaron, and Babe Ruth. And and he did it. And, man, that was really cool to see. You know, I'm rooting for both of these guys. To, to hit him because you know if judge falls short which it would be miraculous at this point if he did if he falls short of roger maris he's he's going to hit a bunch of home runs still in his career yeah. but we already know that poo holes is at the end of the line so it was almost like a race against time will he get this done before the end of the season and if some one or two of these pitches do him a cookie i don't care the guys <laughs> the guy's been been raking his cold career and if you want to throw him a cookie and say here it is hit it out if you can and he does so be it i'm okay with that you know sometimes baseball is meant to be fun and not a business so i've I've, I've had a lot of fun following both of these guys yeah 
Now, the, the million-dollar question, the multi-billion-dollar question, is where will Aaron Judge be next season? Because the Yankees haven't paid the man yet. Mm. I still think it's going to be New York. I, I yeah. can't see them letting him walk. And I know the price hike can be astronomical, but I just I have a hard time believing that they're going to let him go, especially with what he's done this season to elevate the entire franchise. I mean, he this, this is a team that's been their offense has been just pulled up, you know, dragged down by injuries. And he's he's kind of been been the one that's carried the team on his back. And he's been a better hitter. If you watch, he's been patient to play. I know he's dying to hit that home run. He's still taking walks, hitting doubles, and helping his team win. Yeah, you really have to be smart about that. So shout out to Aaron Judge and Albert Pujols, man, for giving us that feeling again. Pretty Triple soon, crown. Yes, pretty soon, guys. We're going to have to have uh, our guy, Hunter Simboli, back to talk some baseball because the playoffs are right around the corner. Playoffs? And playoffs? Playoffs? We can't win a game. <laughs> it, they played they they diddly pooed anyways um that's it for the nfl and a little bit of major league baseball talk coming up next be live top five Ooh. one two three four feel going at you ladies and gentlemen and the rest of y'all out there cats dogs monkeys tiger cats pikachus flying squirrels and ninjas. This is the B Live Top Five. five, five, five. <laughs> you know what time it is. It's my special segment, college football through and through, from a fan's perspective. The B Live Top Five. This week is coming with a little twist because since someone decided to be a troll last week, with every time I put up my top five, Oh, look, man, you know who who I'm talking about. You That guy over there, the, the money cool. man. The I'm money man. I'm looking, dead, I'm looking dead at you. I'm looking dead at you right now. Eddie it's, Cool. Uh, it's coming know. with a twist. There wasn't really much that changed with the top five. I'm going to just throw it out to you real quick. You can talk about it much yourself. Georgia's always going to stay number one. Number two, I moved Ohio State up to second. Number three, Alabama, Michigan. I'm a little concerned you had trouble with Maryland, so I'm going to put you at number four, and I'm going to bring back Clemson to my top five with a grueling double overtime victory against Wake Forest. Clemson is back in my top five. DJU, I believe, is back. So what our problem was was with um, our defensive backs, our secondary, had three DBs, that were true freshmen in that game. So we couldn't stop a nosebleed. And that slow little RPO with Wake Forest game is a little troll. That's what I'm I'm not here for that. Though. I want to throw that little piece out there. This week, being inspired by the money man, Scotty D, because these, these polls, preseason, these early season polls, don't mean a thing because you may not have that swag. So I'm going to do everybody a favor and introduce the B-Live Not Top 5. The five teams this week after week four that were rated really high and did not meet up to expectations. Starting off with number five, Kentucky. You're still up there. You're still in the top ten, but whoo. 
Yeah, a little struggle bus, a little concern for you. I wonder how long y'all could stay up there. This was Northern Illinois, not the strongest team out there. Y'all struggled with them just a little bit. I'm wondering how long y'all could stay up there because y'all do have still the juggernaut of the SEC. SEC isn't as strong as what people think. They're top heavy. Um, but that that I, I say what I said here, there, whatever. Number four, I'm gonna need the West Coast to get it together because y- y'all got y'all got to show me something. And right now, your heir apparent to be that team that's gonna rise to the top on the West Coast is the University of Southern California. I mean, y- y'all got the new coach, you got the new high flying quarterback. USC, this is supposed to be your time. Oregon State and Corvallis gave y'all some trouble, 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 trouble. Southern Cal, I'm telling you, it's going to be shit. I just don't see it. I still don't see it from the Pac-12. I don't see a team rising above the others. You're supposed to be able to just handle your business. Uh, But we shall see. Number three, bag on it, Texas. Bag on it. We 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 were rooting for y'all because y'all beat Alabama. Y'all beat them. They should not have won. That was a safety, intentional ground. I'm gonna keep saying that. But with that with that grit, y'all knew y'all were that close with one of the arguably best teams in the country. They were number one at the time. They were number one until y'all did what y'all did, even though you didn't win. This was supposed to be bulletin board locker room material. Hey, we can hang with the big dogs. And then Texas A&M comes in. I'm not Texas A&M. Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Texas Tech. This is not a good look if you're going into the SEC, my dude. This is not how it's supposed to be done. Nope. Texas, you're coming, you're coming to A. Hey, you're coming to play the big dogs. You gotta put the you gotta put the other dogs to rest. And that segues into number two, which is a perfect segue because when it comes to another team that's going into the SEC, and I gave them all the props in the world, put them into my B Live top five. With the former coach of mine, all roles lead to Dabo, I put you on a pedestal, and you let me down. Mm. Boomer, Sooner, Oklahoma, what are you doing to me? What are you doing? Kansas State. Kansas State. These are the, these are the ones that you're supposed you, – how are y'all 0-3 the last three times y'all played Kansas State? <laughs> it's what, not good. I, what, what, what is going on, Coach V? My dude, I am hyping you up with my friends that are Oklahoma fans. Y'all, I thought this was going to be, hey, y'all, y'all got the road travel, less travel straight to the playoff. Woo! Now you just open the door for Baylor to sneak right back on in there. So if they even make it at all, because now you got these juggernauts of the Big Ten and the SEC. 
to contain with. Because guess what? When it comes to my number one, I've been begging. I've been pleading with everything in my heart and soul because everybody knows I'm a diehard Clemson fan, all Rosie to Dabo. And I thought with the pickup of a new athletic director that came from Clemson, with the new coach that came from Oregon, that this team would make their return to glory. And I'm talking about this is the team that's supposed to elevate the ACC back to where it's supposed to be at, to be competitive. And I'm talking about the U. Middle Tennessee State. They're good. They're real good. (laughs) Middle Tennessee State. Good, the Blue man. Raiders. What is a Blue Raider? I ain't going to get into blue it. Blue refers to the color. The, the, the stop, stop it immediately. You're not going to do that this week. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 we're not going to do that. But Raiders raid people. God. <laughs> That's what they did. That's what they did. This was a home game. For Miami, Coral Gables, Miami, I don't know where they play. The Hard Rock Stadium, whatever. Y'all let not only yourselves down, but the entire ACC. I could hear the chirping now. The ACC is weak. I'm going to Clemson play Miami. There's not really much of a threat. And they've already been talking about Notre Dame. They talk about North Carolina. They almost lost that. This did not help at all. Nope. They gave up 408 yards through the air to Chase Cunningham. Blue Raider quarterback, 408 yards. 16 and a half yards per attempt. (laughs) Not catch, per attempt. So they're just not playing no offense. I mean, no defense. No, 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 not not I know. I mean, just, I I just, I I got nothing. Miami. That, that's that, that's that's like Mario Cristobal, Dan Radakovich, get do better, whatever. Like all this hype, everybody said, "Oh, Miami's going to dethrone Clemson." Da, 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 da. I, I can't tell it because this is the second time they didn't disappoint us this season. But it's okay, it's all right. Guess we just we. How does Daniel say it? We'll just have to do it ourselves because this week coming up is a top. 10 matchup in Death Valley, where the number 10 NC State Wolfpack comes into Clemson to play the number five Clemson Tigers. A back-to-back top 25 matchup will show the world what Clemson truly is. Let's get it. Let's go. Now, Scotty D, you can bring your college game day is coming to visit us. College game day is going to be there Saturday. Here you go. Here you go with this us stuff. I, I, you see, we, we, we've gone through this before when we've had our little um, chats during the week. I will cut this clean, smooth off. It, the, uh, I'm we, nervous. We, we beat Wake in a double overtime. We got by him. And now we have to do it again against the Wolfpack. College game day is coming to Clemson. All roads lead to Dabo. 
I'm excited for our team on a Saturday. Hey, I tell you, um, I, I like your top five. I like your you're not top five. I guess we might have to start paying attention to Tennessee at this point too. They're at eleven, and they have uh, beat beat a number twenty Gators team in Pitt on the road. I mean, that's they're they're starting to put together a little bit of a resume here. They're starting to rack it up. I, I didn't think they were going to be that good, but evidently they are. Uh, team just have to have to start paying attention to a little bit. I think Tennessee actually moved up. I think they're number nine, either now number maybe. ten. Or- um, when it comes to let me pull that up because I I don't normally don't even pay attention to the um rankings because they're just wrong and they just do whatever they want to, but uh, my rankings are coming dangerously close because I keep trying to give teams a chance, and so yeah Tennessee they are, they're eight in the top AP top twenty five and nine yep. in the coach poll yeah yep. so you're great they have moved into the top ten. Given the Oklahoma and where's Coastal Carolina? Up. Where's Coastal? Where are the Chanticleers? Because those boys, uh, they, they they put one on uh, who who they play this uh, was it Georgia State or something? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was Georgia State. Yeah, yeah, that was a Thursday night game. Yep, they, they put a Thursday thumping on it, man. I'm telling you, man, uh, yep. the Chanticleers, man, uh, for a program that's only been around what be like twenty years, twenty years. Yeah, they've um they're doing pretty good. And how about the Sun Belt Conference? The Sun Belt's like, you know what, you you want to give us a one point five million dollars? Cool, we'll come on in and beat your ass and take your money. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. that's what they've been doing. Very good. It's been Coastal, people. Yeah. Coastal Carolina got one vote in the coaches poll. Well, they got to get in there. Yeah, that's one more vote than South Carolina gets. So Coastal wow. Carolina is, is the second best team. Wow. In, um, South Carolina. All right, cool. Good talk. I had to do it. <laughs> I, I know you had to. I ain't tripping because we beat Charlotte this weekend. So I, I, I'll, I'll take wins how I can get them. The, the Panthers won. The game cops won. Just think, just think, just revert back to um the famous TikTok, a TikTok video. Turn my swag on. That's what your coach was doing at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Y'all got your swag on, right? Yeah. yeah. Y'all dead last in the SEC with that swag. Um, I, my bad. I, I'm sorry. I, I apologize. I, I keep going with it. Hello. Hey, <laughs> it's about button. that time. Is it button? <laughs> I, got, I, got, I, got, I got button on the line. I can, she, 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 she's ready, ready to go. Yeah, we, we got button on the line. Ladies and gentlemen, that was it for the Be Live Top 5. But guess what time it is, fellas. It's time. He about to cut me off the show for real. <laughs> talk to button. It's time for our favorite portion of the show. You guessed it, the choices of the voices. And with that being said, hey, yo, button, hit it. Choices of the voices coming up next. Thank you, Button. I appreciate you calling. (laughs) Choice of the Voices coming up next. And now, our favorite part of the show, the Choices of the Voices. Once again, thank you to the wonderful and Scotty D. Get ready. Here it comes, your favorite part. Ever. So lovely, Miss Button, for introducing our favorite portion of the show. You guessed it, the choices of the voices. I'm going to tell you how we do this. We ask you the question, you give us the answer. We read it back and just have some good old fun, good old clean fun here on the Sports Bowls Podcast. With that being said, Scotty D, what's on tap for this week's choices of the voices? We are asking what NFL player, past or present, comes to mind when you're speaking of someone who's known more for his personality or off-the-field antics 
than his performance on the field. A little bit of a style over substance, a little bit of reputation over what's going on on the playing field. And Eddie, we had some very interesting responses. And what's my favorite fra- phrase? Um, more sizzled than steak or more steak than sizzle? Yeah. 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 Well, one of those things. Yeah. Steak, yeah. Does, steak does sound good. You got to get you a Wagyu steak, fellas. All right. Anyways, that's either here or not. Let's get into it. All right. All right. We got Trey Dizzle. He says, so one player who comes to mind played mediocre for most of his career and really a forgotten player for what he did on the field. <laughs> he was replaced permanently by a backup. <laughs> he said too much to read on air, LOL. He even sucked <laughs> at using his oh. real name, Rain Prescott. Yeah. Yeah, this, this yeah. actually was a, a, a pretty terrible answer because it's really not <laughs> It's not at all yeah. what we're going for. Just yeah, yeah, we got, we got Oh no! What was in parentheses? That was my edited version because I wasn't about to type all of that. <laughs> That's it. That was like too too much to read on the air. Trey Dizzle. Yes, we get it. <laughs> We've allowed you this 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 avenue, and I, it's, it's it's hilarious. Yeah. It's something we always get a kick of talking about because you do truly engage with us on the yeah. show. But man, come on now, come on, come on. He don't do that much off the, off the field that much. It's not much antics. This is all his on field performance. Yeah, he might be more sizzled than steak because he's not been doing that well. <laughs> yeah. But it's all been on the field, so not in the true nature of this question. So therefore, you know what that means. Penalty, Penalty box. box. <laughs> Get in there. Get right. in there. All right, so here we go. <laughs> shout out, shout out to the penalty box, the longest running uh, gag on this year podcast. All right, we got Tom Wynn. He says that Prescott for sure. The hell is going on? He, yeah, I, he, I think he, he was just giving him Trey the name of the guy. He, okay, he he chimed in. Guess yeah. what? He gets put on the air, right. especially if if any cool um tasked me this week to get the answer. So I could have left that out. Nah, you want to tag along? You want to piggyback? Go for it. You're on the air. <laughs> we got the doing. We got the doing. All right. JR said T.O., but he had a but he had great production. And my thing is, why hasn't ESPN talked about Brett Favre like they talked about Vic, Cap, or T.O.? If you listen to the early portion of the show, we did talk about Brett Favre. ESPN is ESPN. They do what they do. But T.O. is actually like the perfect answer for this question because he yeah. was one of the greatest receivers of all time. But he just when you think of T.O., you think of so many things other than what he did on the field. And this guy had one of the legendary Super Bowl performances. But that's not the first thing you think of when you think of T.O. You think of so many other things. And uh, that's the shame of it. Popcorn, <laughs> sit-ups in the driveway. That's my quarterback. Yeah, all kind of stuff. I'm just... But- I'm, just, I'm a little lost. A little lost. I'm a little lost because I would understand that if he didn't have a Hall of Fame career, he was he's a Hall of Famer. That's where I'm just like, no, well, no, no, no doubt about it. But that's how much of an a hole he was beyond that. That he can still be in a Hall of Fame and be recognized more for that other stuff. And matter of fact, he didn't even go to where the Hall of Fame is to get into the Hall of Fame. He, he did do that. He did do that. Yeah, that's, that's, his own, that. That's, that's his own doing. He did all that stuff. Yeah, so. he, that, he, he did that. He, that, yeah. is, that, is, that is a little a-holeish. You get voted mm-hmm. in. You can't show up to get your gold jacket. What'd you go to Middle Tennessee State? Yeah. Oh, mm. I forget I forget what the actual reasoning for. There was something about 
like the ceremony or something like that. He just yeah. he did. He was he mad. Was, he was in the first ballot Hall of Famer. He should have been on the first ballot. So he was angry. Oh, yeah. oh. You're in there. All right. You're yeah. in there. You didn't have to wait like Drew Prison. You're in there. You're in there. Oh. Yeah. All right. Sandy Heinerman says, My first thought was Joe Willie Namath. Yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. 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 He was a lot of flash. He actually did have some good years. In it's not like this guy couldn't play, but yeah. you just think of commercials yeah, and, you and think the guarantee. The fur, the, the fur, the fur yeah. jacket. You the fur coat, the guarantee. Yeah. All, all, all that stuff with him. And me, one of my favorite moments in the history of sports. The sideline interview with Susie, Susie Colbert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's one of my all time favorites. I think I, think I love you. <laughs> I, I want to kiss you. I want to kiss you. That, 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 damn, that damn Joe was on air. He was nipping before that. Come here. <laughs> they, they made like a, like, uh, what was that one dude that was making those funny videos of like interviews or whatever? Like he mashed all of like, he mashed Herm Edwards. You mm. play to win the game. He matched yeah. up Allen Iverson. Practice. practice. How about yeah. practice? And he put in Joe Namath. And I got to look up that video because that was just pure art form. And, I, I mean, that's what we remember Hollywood Joe for. Yeah. Like, I, I don't remember a thing he did on the football. I mean, yes, it was a long time ago. Scott, you'd have more of a memory than that. But then again, you'd have less of a memory. because you're. But, um, but <laughs> save that joke for Uncle Max because Uncle Max. Wait, wait a minute. Really? Well, see, See, I didn't do it this time, Uncle Max. You're listening. I didn't do this. I was picking on him. He I'm, went to you. I didn't well, do it. He was, a, he was an Alabama guy and also segue into Uncle Max's answer. He has an answer on, on this category. Well. Do you see his answer here? Yes. He said Ocho Cinco. And that's a shame because people forget how good that guy was. I remember. I remember. Because he's on the sideline. With a Hall of Fame jacket, and he's running a can. He jumps into the stands with a camera, and he's doing like Saturday Night Live sketches instead of being a serious football player. And he was really good. And at one point, it was like him and Carson Palmer and Rudy Johnson were like the upcoming triplets. Like, uh, you know, they were going to be like this really good AFC juggernaut, and it just yeah. never happened. But but Ocho Cinco, Chad Ocho, and and the fact we're calling him Chad Ocho Cinco, he, he legally changed his, his name, name so he could put that jerk on the back hey. of his jersey. And let me put it uh, for all the kids out there that are um, taking Spanish. Spanish, Ocho Cinco does not translate to eighty-five. That's Ochenta Cinco. Yeah. Ochenta <laughs> y Cinco is Ocho Cinco is literally eight five, and it's, ne- <laughs> and, it's ne- and it's never referred. Nobody in nobody ever speaking Spanish ever does that for eight. Uh, they don't <laughs> never do that. So it made zero sense then. Made zero sense <laughs> now. now. Chad Ocho, he, he, it's legal. He went to the Social yeah. Security Department yes, to change his name legally to Chad Ocho Cinco. And that makes him more ridiculous than Meta World Peace. What is his yeah. name now? He, he It's something else now. But I, that, 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 if that was if this was an NBA question, yeah. That would be the answer for him. I, I don't. I don't know. His name might this, be. His name might be Slippery D Fish Grease for all we know. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ocho Cinco raced a horse. I think that's how he closed out his career. He raced a horse. He, he yeah. raced, did race a horse. And were there, uh, were there answers on the uh, the other page, guys? Did you have this, no, I, I pulled them from. I pulled them from yeah. yours okay. and from the Sports Rose family. So Trey okay. Dizzle was from yours. So 
I, I believe I got the so one. far all those all those were on mine. So what yep. else we you, you got a couple more there, Eddie? Yep, I got some more. We got Josh. Uh, yeah, we got, yeah, we got Josh Baker. He said anyone that doesn't think of Antonio Brown or oh. Tio is high as giraffe you stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. That's that's a great point because I had completely and even forgot about A B. Yeah. 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 He he's doing some otherworldly stuff now. Nah, he 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 has a dance. I mean, yeah, he has a dance. He's okay. Let me look and I'm gonna <sighs> put this out there. Every single one of you people out there, I'm gonna say it as blunt and disrespectful as I possibly can. Any of you people out there that actually endorsing Antonio Brown's rap career, stop it. Stop it immediately. It is absolute dumpster yeah. juice, garbage, trash. Oscar the Grouch wouldn't even stay where his rap career is at. It is horrible. Stop it. I know I may sound old. I don't give a flying. <laughs> you know what? It's garbage. It is absolute manure. That is worse than manure. Manure is actually good for something. It will actually it's fertilizer for plants. Antonio Brown's music is good for absolutely nothing. Stop it, producers, whoever endorses them, the the, the sound engineers. What are y'all thinking? This is oh my god. <laughs> All right, let's let me Amtrak this thing because Beatles just went nuclear. All right, so here we yes. go. Tony Bogan, he also said that Tony Brown, he had a talent to be a Hall of Famer uh, before he lost his head. Yeah. yeah. See, Vontez Burfley. All right. Magdalene Herring, she said, Chad Ocho Seiko Johnson. The obvious was already stated with Antonio Brown. And she said also Aaron Hernandez. Ooh, she's a Patriots fan, by the mm. way. Mm. Mm -mm. Yeah, that was a sad mm. case. That's nuts. Yeah, yeah that was. We will, we will honestly never, ever refer to Aaron Hernandez's production on the field. Because, mm, mm -mm. Yeah, mm. Uh, can't be all. It can't be too much about that 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 uh -huh. street life. Yeah, mm. uh, can't do it. That life will turn back and bite your ass. Thomas Hovis, he said, Chad Johnson. That's what I was thinking of for real. Mm -hmm. And there was I'm and I was segueing into there was another answer about um that that life. And, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's coming up shortly. He's Brady. He said A, B, and T O both a while. T O is calming down, uh, but some because of his age. Imagine if T O imagine if social media. Imagine oh. if, if yeah, imagine mm -hmm. if T O had social media. No, he said, imagine if we had social media for T O's entire career. Straight yeah. up show, wild, crazy, ridiculous. Matty Ice Martin Tracy says Manti Teo currently no uh. more. For his fishing prowess, uh, then his on-field <laughs> yeah. talent, and then Patrick Wilson said the segue that Beeline mentioned: Ray Carruth, Lord Ray Ray, yeah, Ray Carruth. Well, well, he will. The thing about this, he will actually be known more for the original Kings of Comedy than he actually will for what he did off the field, because not too many people know exactly what happened yeah. off the field that, like, basically landed him in jail. He's, I, I want to say he's actually in jail about a couple hours away from where I stay in Fayetteville. You talking about oh. Ray Cruz? Yeah. Oh, he's out. Yeah, he's out. Yeah, okay. Okay, he, he did got, get he out. Yeah, I think I may have, I think I, I, like I might have mentioned, mentioned something like that, but he, but yeah, yeah, he's but been out for, I think, two years now. Yeah, but yeah, yeah but he's yeah, down there right where you were saying. Yeah, for sure. How yep, <laughs> did Steve Harvey say, and hey, you took your ass to Nashville? <laughs> <laughs> 
You you got the you got the FBI <laughs> looking for your crazy ass in Nashville. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What you doing? Yeah, yeah. All right, so that being said, did somebody? Did somebody? Uh, uh, maybe I'm wrong. But I thought somebody also mentioned OJ. Was that was that on that list somewhere too? I thought somebody. I, I thought I, somebody did. I think I saw it, but I, I thought I somewhere remember. somebody. Yeah, I can't remember who who put. But I thought I saw somebody put OJ. But also the Manti Teo thing. I didn't, hadn't thought of that one. That's a great answer because that's really all that dude is known uh, known for. His NFL career never really launched anywhere near his catfish career. <laughs> yeah, you ain't lying yeah. about that. Yep. Shout out to Trey. Yeah. Shout out to Trey Dizzle, Tom Wynn, uh, Uncle Max, Jr. Sandy Hardeman. Josh, Max Baker, Tony Bogan, Magdalene Herring, Thomas Hobus, Heath Brady, Martin Tracy, Patrick Wilson for their participation in this week's Choices of the Voices. Scotty D, who you got? Let me defer to B-Live. I'm not sure where you're going with I don't want to step on your toes on any of these. Sometimes I have a feeling I know where you might be headed, and I don't know this. I want to hear what you have to say on this one first. I I have no problem with that. I have no problem. I I think we've I think we have different answers on this one, but okay. we may, we, I, I don't know how, sometimes I don't know how your um, brain operates, but I'm just going to throw out some, throw out some of his career numbers and accomplishments. This man just happened to be a three time um, college football champion. Technically it's only two, but the third one, he was on the team until shortly being suspended. Um, but then he, um, he's a Heisman winner. He's an NFL offensive rookie of the year. He's an, um, uh, NFL MVP. He holds multiple records in the NFL. Um, most rushing touchdowns by quarterback, most rushing touchdowns by quarterback in a season, most rushing attempts by quarterback has 194 touchdowns, 32,000 passing yards. 5,628 rushing yards, 75 rushing touchdowns. And what the majority of people across the world, outside of those few faithful people in Charlotte, North Carolina, and surrounding areas keep pounding, most people will always remember him for stealing a laptop, for getting Hmm. kicked out of school. Interesting. all, All of his dancing, dab on him, and all of his outlandish and crazy outfits. Yeah. And that goes down to Cameron Jarrell Newton. And it's sad. Mm-hmm. I can't stand it. That that's what people are going to remember him for. Because hmm. he had an he, I think he had an inc- like a storybook career, college and pro. Heisman, national champion. Brought Auburn out of the ashes. 15 and 1 with the Panthers took him to the Super Bowl until headhunting and Peyton Manning. But people are going to remember him for his antics, for his dancing. Good answer. I hadn't thought of that one at all. That's all of the Superman. Yeah. Wow. That's a pretty good answer. Yeah. It is what it is. Eddie Cool, what you got? Uh, I'm going to have to roll with the general consensus and say Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, for a period of time, through uh, the mid-2010s, it was Megatron, Antonio Brown, and everybody else. When Megatron retired, it was Antonio Brown until he until that hit from Vontez Burfecht. Just changed up everything. He had, it seemed like 
it it affected him so much that he was wasn't normal ever since. Because think about it, he had like what like six seasons of a thousand yards and just terrorized the league and came out of nowhere. I'm like, who in the hell is Antonio Brown? And then he got that like that Lego Wesley Snipes haircut, <laughs> yeah. demolition man. And now he's got the dance. Like B Live said, he's rapping and no, that's not rap. You're not going to disrespect other people that actually rap. Oh, you oh. are you you are a lyricist. You're a yeah. rapper. Yeah. Antonio Brown is not. So don't even disrespect yourself oh. by saying that Antonio Brown is a rapper. I'm not going to allow you to do it. Yeah. That, yeah. His first album went double baby poop. I'm not talking about the solid time. <laughs> I'm talking runny. I'm talking runny wet that only the premier diaper brands will be able to keep in um soak up. Because if you buy the cheap ones from Walmart, he's running down the baby leg and the other, just messing up outfits and stuff like that. Antonio Brown being called a rapper, don't do not do it to yourself. I apologize. I, 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 Scotty D, real quick, who you got, man? <laughs> what, what's well, next week's? What's next week's? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that's right. He did defer. I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a, a couple of lefty quarterbacks that both qualify. I put the picture up of Tebow doing the kneel because you just think of that more than you think of Tebow's career because it wasn't that good. And Michael Vick's performance often overshadowed by the by the dog fighting thing. But I got two guys both from the 80s whose style and substance overshadowed their careers. One was the Boz. Brian Bosworth mm-hmm. came into the NFL as the next beast, this defensive beast, and he had the Mohawk and the and the the movies and you know he was he had this reputation as just being like this world killer. But also during the 80s was Jim McMahon, the quarterback of the Chicago Ooh, Bears, yeah, yeah, yeah. who was doing the video and the sunglasses, the punky QB knows McMahon and the headbands with the different sayings on him every game. And during that Super Bowl run, he played the part to a T. He was the superstar, but he never really had that great of a career. He had a very injury play career and he was a good quarterback, not a great quarterback, but he was a perfect fit for that Chicago Bears team during that year. A team that I think most people believed should have been a Super Bowl champion more than just one year. But uh, Boz and uh, Jim McMahon both fit this question's answer to a T. Now, for next week, any level, high school, college, pro, what is the best trick play you've ever seen succeed on a football field? Best trick play. Okay. I like it. I like it. I like that. All right. So uh, that'll give us something to talk about next week. Eddie, cool? Bumble uh, Ruski. Oh, <laughs> the, 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 the butt punt. Don't do that again. <laughs> Don't ever do that again. Mark Sanchez, Dan Olavsky, you guys are not off the hook. All right, that's it for Choice of the Voices. Coming up next is Pepper. And I told you, girl, one time, and I'm going to tell you to you blue in the face, don't sneeze on me and keep them boogers to yourself. <laughs> Ronda Pepper, coming right up here on the Sports Bros Podcast. <laughs> is that a horse? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, boys, let's bring it home with a round of pepper. All right, you heard the woman. It's time for us to go home and get what I call the hell up out of here. But before we go, we got another round of pepper for you. You know how we do it. Three topics, rapid fire style, kind of, sort of, not really, here to engage, enlighten, educate, and entertain, and be 11 from heaven, a.k.a. Micah Parsons. All right, with that being said, I'll go first. On this day in history, back 
1973, one of my favorite guys I love to talk about. Nolan Ryan strikes out 16 and 11 innings for a record 383 strikeouts of the season. Hey, look, a guy like Nolan Ryan, you can't mess with him. Just ask Robin Ventura. Never forget. I'm pretty sure he got dents in his forehead and everything. He had that old man strength, too. Yeah, yeah he did. <laughs> you, you don't mess with no old dudes. They'll, they'll tell your ass up. That gives you something you can feel. Over to you, Scotty D. Well, we briefly spoke before coming on air about this sad story in Boston where head coach Ime Udoka got suspended. Forgive me if I said his wrong name wrong. Suspended for a year for an affair he had with an employee within the organization. God, all I can God. say is, man, what a sad statement it is in today's society where you can't even cheat on your fiance without losing your job. Be live over to you. Uh, he, he, he got suspended. He lost his job yet, but we, we don't, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. But yeah. It's fun. It is. Yeah. Can't even that, cheat on your fiance anymore. What a sad state of the affair. worst part about wow. it is that this is, this is, <laughs> how does stuff, how does stuff like this get leaked though? That's the problem. That's what I'm trying to figure out. This is some internal stuff that you sweep it clean in house, whatever, but. Whatever. It ain't, it ain't Somebody went to talking. Be like, somebody went well, some, to damn some, talking. That's some, what happened. You know, you know, it's one of those things where somebody, not everybody in the organization likes them. And, you know, that's it. Yeah, here we go. Well, speaking of organizations and schools and recruiting and gas and what are you thinking? But then again, maybe, maybe the superstardom is not what everybody thinks it is. Because, you know, there's been talk forever about what LeBron James's son is going to do. Because it still stands as a rule in the NBA that you have to either, you have to be one year removed from graduating from college in order to be eligible to be drafted in the NBA. So they've, they've, there's been rumors of him going overseas, joining the G League, doing this, doing that, and a third. And one very highly touted story was the fact that there's been mentions of Rodney James wanting to go to D Ohio State University. Mm. And even to the point of where he was wearing a jersey or an Ohio State jersey, and the story took off like wildfire, even to the point where Ohio State offered Rodney James a scholarship to go to Ohio State. But the big butt. Recruiting doesn't last forever. And there's only but so many slots when it comes to basketball, especially being recruited in basketball. If I'm not mistaken, there's only 15 spots on a college roster um, when it comes to scholarship-wise. And do -do 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 -do. Bronny James might have waited just a little too long because a guy by the name of Tayshon Chapman, a four-star guard, made his official visit the same weekend as Bronny James, announced his commitment to the program. And according to 11 Warriors, an online publication that covers the Buckeyes exclusively, that likely puts a close on a team's 2023 recruiting class and could leave Bronny James without a um, roster spot. Hmm. Uh, Ronnie James sorry for you Ohio State's already filled 
their <laughs> team roster. You're not as big as you think you are. Eddie Cool. The ball. They're going to start kicking dudes. Get your ass out of here. Bye, bye, bye. Yes. Somebody's going to end up losing a roster spot, and yeah. I want to be there to cover that story. Because yeah. you know that's wrong, 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 wrong. Exactly. Have, that dude, have that dude walk on. LeBron James can pay his tuition because he's got plenty of money. Plenty of Come it. On. <laughs> so your dad is a damn billionaire. Get out of here. Right. Yeah. All right. So here we go. My second pepper point. Um, the NFL Pro Bowl. Everybody, oh. yeah, everybody's favorite um in-between season football game. All right, so dig this. Um, something that we've been saying for the last longest. Um, the NFL, according to ESPN, as you can see, the NFL replaced the Pro Bowl uh with the Pro Bowl games featuring week-long skills competitions and flag football. This should have happened a long time ago. Shout out a long time ago because towards the end of the season, no one wants to play another meaning uh, play a football game, especially a meaningless football game. Well, no, they make money, but think about it. You played what 18 weeks? You don't want to play another football game. You want to go home, chill, go to the Super Bowl. All right. So the new event will replace the full contact showcase for the SPN. They started well, full, 19- full, full contact. Yeah, full, full win. Days. Partial contact when uh <laughs> when, when Sean Taylor when Sean Taylor tore that boy head off that was now it. that was full contact yeah, yeah. You're right yeah right. when he tore that boy head off um it will be renamed the Pro Bowl games and will feature AFC and NFC players showcasing their football and non football skills and challenges over the last over several days oh boy the 2023 games will be held in Vegas and the flag football game will be held at Allegiant Stadium on February the fifth. Peyton Manning and his Omaha, Omaha stakes, I mean, sorry, productions company will help will help shape programming and promote the event's content throughout the week. Manning, a 14-time Pro Bowl pick uh, during his Hall of Fame career, will provide his perspective and will also be a part of the coaching staff for the flag football game. Peyton Manning is entertaining. Now that I know that he got something to do with it, I'm going to watch it. Can it be Peyton versus Eli as the coaches? I would be there. Might as well. I'd watch it. They're, now, they're, it's entertainment. They're pure gold. They're pure gold. You, you knew that the Pro Bowl was dead when you had Mac Jones doing the gritty in the end zone last year. That was that you knew that he need to put that straight to bed. Because <laughs> he just you gotta let you gotta let it go at that point in time. Yeah. <laughs> So we're going to see a different look of the Pro Bowl in 2023. Scotty D, over to you. Long overdue, in my opinion. Um, So uh, the President's Cup took place this past weekend, the United States winning 17.5 to 12.5. And And prior to the President's Cup getting started, Greg Norman tweeted, good luck, it's competition, and uh, I wish everybody the best. Well, uh, while the President's Cup didn't necessarily miss the live golfers establishing new stars such as Tom Kim and Sebastian Munoz, uh, they had their moments in a, against a, a United States United States team that greatly overmatched them. Uh, Greg Norman decided to go up and meet with some members of Congress to educate them on the live business model and uh, let them know what's going on as they are filing their antitrust suit against the PGA for anti-competitive behavior. And he went up to meet with them and. Um, Representative uh, from Tennessee actually left. He was not interested at all in hearing that. Uh, he's basically saying the sentiment of 
we don't really care to get involved. Congress shouldn't be getting involved with billionaires fighting over the game of golf. Uh, Representative Chip Roy of Texas says, don't come up here and act like you're doing some great thing while you're pimping a billion dollars of Saudi Arabian money in the United States. So Greg Norman's weekend up in going up on Capitol Hill did not go so well, so to speak. I think they understand a lot of these guys that it was a personal vendetta against the PGA that he's always held a, a grudge against the PGA. And in response to Greg Norman's tweets of good luck, the uh, president's cup captain, Trevor Immelman responded by laughing at him. Bad week for the shark. Be live. Over to you. He said by laughing at him. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie. All right. Third and well, no, I do Second. apologize. Second. I'm I'm getting ahead of myself because you know what I'm, I'm what I'm doing this week. I'm taking my third and final pepper point. I'm switching it to my second because there's a reason for that. Because this is going to be my outlandish and crazy pepper point, but I'm saving the third one for something near and dear to my heart. So my second pepper point, my outlandish one. Let's see what ha- happened. What? Oh boy. Um. Monday night football, you know, a lot of things going on. You're in the booth, you're announcing games and stuff like that. You're talking, and you know, before before you start, um, before the show started, when I got some food, got some snacks, make sure that you're hydrated, and you got you nourished and everything, whatnot. And the body has a way of um taking those um fluids and nutrients and stuff and um processing them throughout the body, and see what had happened was. Is that one by the name of Dan Orlovsky during the um during the um broadcast couldn't hold in some of those um byproducts of food and drink that he had, and according to Barstool Sports and maybe a lot of people that are watching, he lets out a massive fart mm. <laughs> on on the air live for everyone to hear. I didn't have the chance to catch it, but I read about it. And Dan Olosky tweeted out a little bit later, and this is a, this will further let me know not to ever try this condiment. It must have been the blue cheese. I guess he was dipping his wings in blue cheese, and that led to the... And... <laughs> Uh, so see what happened was uh, it happens. Happens to the I, best of us. Yeah. Ski. I, I farted in public, and I've never been on such a stage as Monday Night Football. But I'm the type of person you smelt it, you dealt it. If I fart, I'm going to own it 100. And I'm like, oh man, my bad. I just cleared out this whole area. Um, and <laughs> but yeah, Dan Olaski doesn't handle blue cheese all too well. On the air live Monday night football. Yeah. Eddie Cool. Eh. The ball. Good old Poops Arlovsky. That's his new nickname, Poops Arlovsky. I haven't done this in a while, but I'll do it. Um, happy birthday. Yes, happy birthday to Mike Schmidt of the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, third baseman, NL MVP back in 1981, an 86-12 time All-Star. He was born in Dayton, Ohio. So happy birthday to the one, the only, Mike Schmidt. Over to you, Scotty D. All right, I'm going to stick uh, 
on top of golf as I finish up here for the week. And uh, Tiger Woods was on the course this past weekend. No, not at the President's Cup, but he was caddying this past weekend. Do you guys know who he's caddying for? Has to be his son. It was his son, 13-year-old Charlie Woods, who played in the Notabagay Junior Tournament in Florida. And in the final round, this little dude shot a minus four, 68, and he finished in fourth place for the tournament. Afterwards, his interview, he said, Dad told me to stay patient. I just played steady golf, which means Dad's also teaching him how to do interviews because that sounds like a very tigerish kind of thing to say. Um, those are some huge foot joys to fill for this kid. If he's ever going to try to play the game of golf at a high level, you know, very few people make it to any type of tour. But this kid's already shooting at age 13. Uh, minus four. He almost had an albatross, which is whenever you sink on a par five, almost nail uh, a shot in two. He said lipped out, so he ended up with a tap and eagle. But this kid, it's hard to say he has what it takes at age 13, but he already has a half a billion dollar, half a billion dollar offer. He's just joined the Live Golf Tour. <laughs> Be live, over to you. Oh, jug, 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 jab. Jab, jab. Oh, man. My third and final pepper point. I told, as I told you before, I'm switching it up because this is something near and dear to my heart. Um, this past weekend, this past Saturday, I got the chance to celebrate the union of two of my very good friends. And the reason why I'm bringing it up on the podcast is I would not be here with my two fellows doing this podcast if it wasn't for them opening their home to me at one of my lowest points of my life. And be, uh, allow me to rebuild my life. I would not be where I'm sitting right now. And he's, um, especially my, my dude, he is, he has supported the show. He's helped me out with employment. He's also been a troll of the <laughs> highest order when it came to my What Happened Wednesday video. So the, <laughs> of the highest order. But I can proudly say this on behalf of myself, the money man, Scotty D, and the head of creative, Eddie Cool. We can present to you, Mr. and Mrs. Moshe Sampson. Melody and Moshe Sampson, I love y'all. We love y'all. Congratulations to you both. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of the wedding. So much fun. And I get to say it on the air with my bros here at the Sports Bros Podcast. We love you so very much. Go Liverpool. And I'm so incredibly happy for y'all. Congratulations. Congratulations to you both. To many more years. And I'm going to be the drunk uncle always. <laughs> oh, my God. Good times to be had. Congratulations, Melody and Moshe Sampson. Sammy Smokes, yes, sir. <laughs> Sammy Smokes, and ladies and gentlemen, that does it for another action pack episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. Thank you very much for listening, watching. We love you. Uh, hang out with us on the Sports Bros family group. Be live with the uh, game threads. Scotty D with a choice of the voices. Scotty D dancing, and what's in the background? The next Super Bowl show. Yellow Rihanna. Rihanna. Yes, yes, Rihanna. Yes, Lord have mercy. Rihanna is on the Super Bowl show. And um, I just got a text from Reese Jenkins, uh, late entry for the choice of the voices. He said, T.O. is my pick 
or Randy Moss <laughs> or Mr. Jumping Jacks, um, Antonio Brown. Yeah. All right. I'm going to be posting the question earlier next week for you guys. Thank y'all. Yep. Anything got to say before we get up out of here? And in closing. With that being said, do something nice for, for yourself. And if you can, do something nice for someone else. They're greatly appreciated now more than ever. Be a blessing, not a burden. And ladies, if a fella give you a compliment, he just give you a compliment. He ain't really trying to holler at you. Well, he might be, but then again, he just might want to say, you look nice, okay? That's all. It's been another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. Be live, you know what to do. Yes, sir. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We love you. See you next week. Don't pass out. (laughs) Bye, y'all. Bye, (laughs) y'all. Hey, it's Eddie Cool here from Sports Bros Podcast. And do you want some more of the Sports Bros Podcast in your life? Wait a minute. Don't answer that. The answer is yes. And I know you want some more of the Sports Bros Podcast in your life. Do us a small favor. Go to the description box, click our link tree link, and you'll see all the links on how to follow the Sports Bros Podcast. Once again, thanks for listening.